So ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. We're back here with Travis, and today we're going to talk about the beginner's guide to remarketing. So uh, before we start, uh, Travis, what's going on, man? Well, I actually just had a really huge day with my blog. So for those that, people that don't know, I have a blog attached to my e-commerce site. And on that blog, we highlight dance studios and people that are in the dance world. And recently, what we decided to do was release a top 50 list. So the top 50 dance studios, and we made sure we worded it so it's not that any studio is necessarily better than any other studio, but it was a way for us to highlight some of the really, really exceptional dance studios. And I emailed, or actually I had my virtual assistant email all the different dance studios that are on the list, telling them, hey, you're on our list. Here's the link to where you can find your article. And my blog normally gets about 2,000 like unique users uh, per month. And the day of and the day after releasing this, we had 5,000 and 6,000 people. In those, in those two days, we had 11,000 people when we usually have 2,000 in a month. So it dramatically increased the amount of traffic to our blog. So that was really cool. Nice. You know what's funny? That's such like an overused internet marketing tool. Like, you know, like in the blogging space, like, oh, like top 10, you know, like self-development blogs to follow or like top 10 travel blogs or top 10 e-commerce blogs. And it's just like, it's, it's so regurgitated because a lot of the people who do that they're trying to get you to like share to piggyback off your traffic and your audience. Whereas like it's funny that you can do it in a different niche like dance studios or like offline businesses and it can still work like magic because like for them it feels good to be featured on this list, right? And they'll share it with their friends. It's like a validation thing for them. And what they Yeah, do. you know, it's not a lot of people do it. I When I was doing the research for the top dance studios, I found out the reason most people don't do it is because it's con- extremely competitive and people are very like, you know, cat scratchy about it. Like, oh, how come this one's better than this one? So that's why I tried to just worded is, hey, we're not saying if you're if you're not on this list doesn't mean you suck. It just means that if you're on this list, you're doing something really amazing. And if you're not on this list, email us because that's our fault. Maybe we missed you. It's like saying, what's the best food? There's all these different cuisines. Like, who are you going to say this one's better than that one? Like, it just doesn't really make sense, I guess. Yeah. But the thing is, people still love reading it and they love arguing about it. And at the end of the day, I feel like it's doing more good than bad. Yeah. And it puts you on the radar of their staff because they'll share it with their staff, the customers, and then ultimately, it'll drive people to your store. <laughs> but did anyone complain that you guys were a store doing this, or no one? Everyone just happened. No, no one. No one complained. Like, oh, how come it's related to a store? Because I make sure on our blog we don't really push our products. We have like an ad space, and it's connected to our store. But like, I don't drop necessarily like lines throughout there saying, oh, by the way, if you like this dance studio, you'll probably like to buy you know leotards from us. To me, that's a little too pushy. I think I'm putting it out there and the people that are interested will just automatically look into it. And it's also like the brand awareness. People are like, huh, I've heard of this name before. Where have I heard of it? Yeah, Be Dancewear. Or are you still going to change the name? Or <laughs> that's, that's what we're looking at. No, the Be Dancewear is what it's going to be. And that's a whole other topic. But basically, instead of Buy Lar Dancewear, it's just going to be Be Dancewear. Yeah. So speaking on your note here of getting traffic there was an app my roommate uh, referred me to called thunderclap.it i don't know if you've heard of this so this is a platform where uh, so, so you know say you have a kickstarter campaign or you have like a message like you want people to go vote or you want them to go do something like thunderclap um, authorizes a pre-made post on your social media platforms so that you can set a time like say a month from now and it'll all post on everyone's facebook at the same time and it basically hacks the viral algorithm of all these different social media platforms. Because when you see like 20 people posting the same thing in like this in like the same 10 minutes, 
I think the algorithm starts showing it to more people. And it's basically a way, instead of going to like, hey, you know, I'm doing this next week. Can you share it on your page? You just be like, hey, can you opt into this? And it'll post for you. Really? So I was looking at the case studies. Apparently, Barack Obama uses this. A couple other like nonprofits. I think Beyonce used it. So basically, if you're like an artist, you have like a CD come out. You're like, hey, you know, I'm releasing my CD uh, in a month. Can you, you know, link your Facebook here? It'll post something and that's it. And you do this to like 20, 30 friends, it'll just all show up in like the same time. It's pretty so is this something you could do with the people, like your customers too? Could you send out a bulk email and say, hey, we're releasing new products in March, whatever. Can you opt into this thing? Yes, and if, yes. Oh, that's really interesting. So you'll link them to like maybe a URL or a bit.ly or whatever, right? But you can just pre-write some message and then whenever it goes live, it'll just post on their social media. Do you? Does it keep track of what people, uh, like is there a way that I could say, hey, if you opt into this, we're going to give you $5 coupon or something. Yeah, that I haven't figured out, but I know it has pretty cool analytics. Like it tells you the reach of each person because you have to authorize your friends list or something like that. So I think that's probably like one objection where people, are they comfortable letting some app post on their behalf? Like that's something to figure out, right? But I think it'd be cool if there was like some incentive you can build in, either like a referral thing, like, you know, if three of your friends post from your post, you get this for free or something like that. You can basically hack like this viral algorithm to like, snowball something. It also sounds like it just makes it easier for people to post things that you want them to post. Because if I wrote my friends and said, hey, do you mind, you know, copying, pasting this uh, into your your Facebook on March 10th at three o'clock, they're probably going to be like, mm, yeah, sure, but I'm going to forget about it. But if you can just opt in pretty easily, it's kind of hard to forget. Uh, let's get started then. So what is remarketing on a very high level? So remarketing is basically Anybody that comes to your website, it's marketing to them again in a pay-per-click fashion. And so what that means, let's say somebody comes to your website, they browse around, but they don't buy anything or they do buy anything, not really important. Anybody that comes to your website, then as they go searching through other websites, your ads will display. So maybe they're on a news website that has paid ads on the side. And what you're able to do is you're able to advertise to those people if you're using remarketing advertising. So this is different from PPC because they come to your site first and then you throw AdWords at them or you get, get in front of their face again. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, typical PPC is a way to get new customers. It's still a PPC in the sense that PPC stands for pay per click and you're still usually paying per click, though you can also do a remarketing that is display. So you say pay per million views. There, there's those two different types. Yeah. So when you look at your paid budget, how, what percentage does remarketing take versus say PPC or anything else you do? Right now it's a, it's a much smaller percent. I'd say probably five to 10% of my marketing budget. And that's, there's a couple different reasons. One, who I remarket to is very, very tight. I only remarket to people that have gone to, I think somewhere between three to five different pages and also people that haven't bought from me. So if someone comes to my website, looks at one page or maybe even two pages, they're probably not that interested. I don't want to spend money remarketing to them. But if someone comes to my website and goes through three to five different pages and they're really interested, but then for whatever reason, they they leave my website, but they didn't actually complete a purchase. I want to market to those people. I want them to come back. I want to you know make sure they remember my company. So it's a smaller percentage because of that. It's a smaller amount of volume. Gotcha. One thing I noticed about remarketing is that especially on like Facebook platforms, you get hit so much. Um, is there like, do you see remarketing ad fatigue or anything like that when you do campaigns or? You know, I haven't ran enough 
split tests and everything to really be able to tell about that. But I know that is a factor. I recently lowered all my remarketing budget because I knew I wasn't going to have time to be on top of it. But now I'm back in the United States. And that's one of the big things I want to do is start upping the amount of money I'm spending on the remarketing so I can like change out the ad. So to answer your question, fatigue definitely is a real thing. But the one interesting thing about remarketing is it's new people all the time. It, let's say that uh, you have customers usually. Okay. So if a customer comes to your website, you hold them in your remarketing tank for 30 to maybe 90 days. So after those 30 to 90 days, you stop advertising to them because they came to your website over 90 days or over 30 days. And yeah, they're probably not that interested. It's time to stop. So that's one of the things that the, the fatigue doesn't necessarily play a huge role in, but it's something to definitely keep in mind. Yeah, there's also one topic about intrusiveness. Uh, at DC Bangkok, Rob Walling uh, from Sutter's from the Rest of Us was saying, uh, when you put Facebook remarketing, if you put it in a newsfeed, it's almost too intrusive, especially if you see it like four or five times a day. I know that's the case for me. Like I've hidden in ads and I reported them when I found it too annoying. And he was saying for Facebook, you should just do sidebars. But I mean, we could talk about that later uh, as we get into it too. So I guess, uh, how long have you been doing remarketing? You know, it feels like a year, but I think it's only been like five to six months at this point. Gotcha, gotcha. So someone who's just starting out, this is a good primer for you on how to get it started and what to expect in your first few months. So I guess uh, first off, uh, we have three different types, right? There's AdRoll, uh, Facebook, and Google. So why don't we start with AdRoll first? So the big thing with AdRoll is it's extremely easy to set up. You can just, I think it's just a pixel that you add to your website and you'll add it in the footer or the header or somewhere that is on every page. And then you're able to create very easy filters. And one of the things that you can filter for is anybody that comes to your checkout page, like the page where they enter the information. Anybody that comes to the checkout page but actually does not complete a checkout, which you can also have a filter group for people that complete checkouts. And so you, you cross-reference those two and you say, okay, these people got to the last page, but they didn't actually check out those are people you need to advertise to. I mean, that's if you're not doing remarketing advertising to those people, you're insane because it's just the, the click-through rates and the conversion rates on those that group of people is going to be extremely high. So that's someone that was ready to buy something, got distracted, and the next time they come on their computer, no matter what site they're on, you want to be advertising to them. So AdRoll makes that very easy. Can you also untag people if they hit like your thank you page to cross check that? Because if they've already bought something, you don't want to remarket them too, right? That, that's what I was trying to say is basically, yeah, exactly. If they hit your thank you page, you can exclude them. So you say, okay, for instance, for me, I do include everybody that's been to at least three pages on my website, but exclude anybody that actually made a purchase. Yeah, and they're in a different funnel by then too. Yeah, exactly. So a couple other things to note about AdRoll is the default prices are a little too high. I noticed that if you just kind of let it do its thing, it'll bid, I think I was paying like $2.50 per click. So I, I lowered that to I think 80 cents and the results seemed just as good except I was just paying less money. They do kind of hide that feature in AdRoll and that kind of pissed me off when I finally realized it. It's a little bit of a challenge to get to where most things, as far as the advertising go, they make it very upfront how much you want to pay per click. So keep that in mind. Another thing I found is do not do remarketing on Facebook with AdRoll. And maybe someone else knows tricks that I don't know, but I found 
that if you're going to do Facebook remarketing, do it through Facebook. And there's two main reasons. One, it's way more expensive. I was paying uh, my CPM, which is cost per million views, was $25 through AdRoll. And I couldn't figure out a way to easily change the bid on that. It seemed like it's like, oh, automatic, you know, it's all automatic and that's how you should leave it. I ended up just doing it through Facebook and I was paying, I think, like five to six dollars. Yeah, yeah, I think exactly. five to six dollars. Yeah, it might, it might even, I just checked it actually. It was four eighty four. The other reason is, and maybe I'm wrong on this, maybe there's a, a way to set it up that's easy, but I found that if you do remarketing through Facebook, you're able to get likes both on the post and to your actual Facebook fan page. But if you do it through AdRoll, it's not linked up properly, so people can't like your actual fan page. So it just makes so much more sense to do remarketing. If you're going to do it with Facebook, do it through Facebook. Wait, so when you do Facebook remarketing through AdRoll, what does the link show up as when you click you it? Know, I, it goes to your site? I or? wasn't able to figure that out. Oh, no. So, I mean, if you click on an actual link, it will go th- straight through your site. But if you do it through Facebook, if you click on the main image, it will go to your site. But there's also like a spot to say, like this... Uh, like this fan page. Brought to you by what page, whatever. Yeah, and then they can click on that link of brought to you by, you know, B Dancewear. Click on that and then look at your Facebook fan page and like it. And I find that I get a decent amount of people liking my page because they've already been to my site once and they I think part of it is like human nature. They want to remember it. So they're like, oh, I'm going to like this. Where if you're doing it through ad roll, that's just non-existent. So Facebook has its own platform too. So what's the deal with this? It's really easy to set up. You just got to put a pixel on your, I'd put it on your footer. You can also put it just on specific pages only. If you, let's say I have a page that is a product page, jazz pants, and I only want to advertise the people that come on that. You can set it up. So you put that pixel only on that page. But currently what I'm doing is just putting on the footer. And then once you have that pixel set up, keep in mind that from the day you put that pixel on there, that's when the number of people that you can retarget to start. So it's going to take a little while to build up a big enough group to be able to remarket to these people. Gotcha. And can you have dependencies like say if they visited three pages, went to the checkout page or went to the thank you page, finished the purchase, I cannot target them or is that only an ad roll thing? You can definitely set up uh, include if they've come to certain pages, exclude if they've come to other pages. I believe that you can do something about like a minimum of three pages, but maybe not. I, I'm going to have to double check on that one, to be honest with you. Yeah, it'd be interesting to do if they can do that and they've also liked your page plus had some interaction, but I, I don't know that's that's possible. You can, so you can definitely do that. So what happens is when you have a pixel on there, you create a custom audience. So I know for sure you can say anybody that's been to my site within 30 days. So let's say we take that audience and I want to do a remarketing campaign. So I can say, okay, anyone that's been on my site within the last 30 days, plus anybody over the age of 18 and under the age of 45. And then you can go into all your regular demographics. So you can take your custom audience and whittle it down. So that's one really cool thing that I don't believe you can do using AdRoll if you do the remarketing through AdRoll. Because gotcha, they basically tag your Facebook profile and then based off your profile data, you can then n- narrow it down to like demographics psychographics, education level. Yeah, and you could also say, I only want to remarket to people that have liked my page as well, or I only want to remarket to people that have been to my website in the last 30 days and also have liked my competitors. You can do any of the kind of stuff that you'd be able to do with normal Facebook advertising. Gotcha, gotcha. So when you do Facebook and AdRoll, 
like where what are you doing differently in terms of like targeting both groups? So you mean what how am I targeting ad roll groups and how am I targeting the Facebook groups? Or? Yeah, yeah. Like, are they targeting different types of people that go to your site or how are you approaching both of these tools together? So right now, and I'm going to change this, but right now all I'm doing is targeting. I think I have one group that's within the last 30 days, people that have gone to one group that's the last 90 days and one group that is people that have bought from me. Now, the people that have bought from me, I don't retarget them. I don't remarket to them because... It just seems like a waste. But the 30 day and the 90 day I do. And I don't know if I'm currently doing this, but it's something I'm definitely going to do in the future. I've kind of forgotten about the remarketing Facebook thing for a little while. But what I'm going to do is have one group that's the 30 day and one group that's the 90 day and just see how they perform against each other. Now, another thing I'm looking to do is take the 30 day and split it up into age segments. So people that have been to my site within, let's say, the last 30 days that are under the age of 18 and then have another group that's 18 to 45 and then another group that's uh, 45 to, you know, plus 65 plus. Yeah. And then what I'm going to try to do is see, okay, well, do the people under 18, are they actually buying from me? If not, then I'm going to stop spending money on them. So it's basically comes down to split test everything. You know, maybe you want to split test. I only want to advertise the people that have been on my website in the last 30 days and I've also liked my competition. Whatever you want to do, but split testing is king when it comes to paying for advertising. Yeah, well, and because the copy you use to market to an 18-year-old versus a dance instructor or like a mom is different too, right? So you want to be able to have that uh, flexibility to split it when you're doing the remarketing stuff. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. All right, cool. So I guess uh, last one is uh, the Google platform. So how do you use this one? So with the Google platform, it basically, anytime someone comes to your website, it just adds a little cookie to their page. And a cookie is just a way that Google's able to track it. So when you go to another website, the website checks, hey, do they have that cookie saying that they went to bdancer.com? Oh yeah, they do. Let's, let's post one of their ads on there. And there's a couple different ways that you can use the Google remarketing thing. And it's those banner ads that you see on websites. And there's static images, animated images, video, text ads. Uh, those are the main ones. And I don't recommend using the text ads because it looks really cheesy. But I've seen some really interesting stuff using the other types of ads. And one of the really interesting ones is my competitors are using this is if let's say you go to one of my competitors pages and you look at a certain product, let's just say jazz pants, you know, and then you go to a news website, you'll see a banner for their website and eat, it'll have like four little items and it'll have like jazz pants, shorts, tank top, whatever on the side of your screen. And when you roll over it, let's say you rolled over the jazz pants, it'll highlight that. And if you click on that little button, it'll take you to that jazz pant product page. So basically what they're able to do is they show you four different products and say, are you interested in any four of these? Because if you are, we're going to make it really easy for you to click on this and take you over there. Plus it's interactive and people kind of like that. And I think that's really cool and something I want to figure out how to do. So it's like a behavioral marketing retargeting ad basically. Yeah. And the other thing that I've seen with them is they bring, so they have like four products on that banner ad and then it'll, it'll flip to another four products and then flip to another products. Yeah. My banner ads, they're static. They just sit there and I, I don't know how to do that yet, to be honest. What they're doing is that, do you like this one? Do you like this one? Do you like this one? And okay, you like this one. And then they have the data to then optimize it some more. Whereas you just kind of have a static one and you're like, well, do people look at it? I mean, CPMs doesn't really give you good data either. So you're either looking off CPC, but then even that's like a random CPC. It's not like a specific product CPC, like what they're doing too. Yeah. And plus with my banner ads, it just takes you to 
the home page, which is the worst page that you can take someone to. You want to take them as deep as you can. So if, you know, if they are interested in jazz pants, for instance, you want to take them to that page where they can click the buy button and check out in two steps. You know, you don't want to take them to your homepage where then they got to find it. But right now I'm still a one man team and I haven't had time to set all that up. Yes. Yeah, so have you done all these three remarketing things by yourself or? Yeah, I've done, I've done everything on the website by myself pretty much. Gotcha. So all three of these platforms, you A, need to install the pixel or a cookie on your site with the HTML code. And then once you have 30 days of some type of people, then you can remarket. And you can start right away, but it's just going to be a small group of people. I mean, depending on your traffic, if you're Amazon and you start a remarketing campaign today, you know, you're going to have millions of people. But if you're a, a pretty new company, whatever your day, you know, you get new people every day. So, so I guess, does your analytics show you what channel they're coming from? Yeah. So Google actually has a URL tagger and I've gotten, I've started using that all the time for everything. And the reason I do that is just to be safe because I want to know what exact ad that I showed them. So I want to say, okay, it was the 90 by 728. That's like the pixel dimension uh, ad with where she's wearing the red shorts and it's the green buy button. And so I, I tag all my different ad URLs saying exactly what ad it is. Because I don't, there probably is a way, but in analytics, I don't believe you can see what version of the ad you are actually running unless you tag it. Yeah, so basically every ad will have its own link on its own that then tracks through analytics and then you can just measure after say 30 days or 60 days or even like two weeks just to see which one's getting more clicks. Gotcha, gotcha. And so when you're doing this, when did you start remarketing? Because when you're building the audience, was there like a critical mass for it to start making sense or did you just do it with like 10 people or how did that look? Well, I I started because someone told me, it might have even been one of your podcast episodes, that basically you're crazy if you're not remarketing to the people that take you, that get to your buy page, but don't actually get to your thank you page. And that makes sense. These people, they've clicked checkout. They're ready to buy, but they got distracted. So as far as the critical mass goes, I don't know, maybe, you know, a thousand people to your website. It doesn't really matter. If you're serious about your website and you got some free time then this is something you should do right away because it's going to scale. You know, with time, it's going to scale. And maybe maybe you make one or two sales right off the bat. All right, so in terms of, like, time and money budget, how much have you spent so far? Like, do you, are you using, looking at this every day or, like, once a week? Or what's the time requirements like for you so far? So I scaled it back tremendously because I knew the last month or two I wasn't going to be really looking at it all the time. And also I scaled it back because I noticed on Facebook the frequency was getting really high. And the frequency is, on average, how many times are people seeing your ad? And mine was around, I think, like 10. And I'm like, that's a lot. If people haven't clicked on it by 10 times, you know what, I don't want to keep showing it to them. So I scaled it back to just a couple dollars on Facebook and ad roll, I kind of let it go. I kind of just said, I think it's anybody that's been to at least five pages, but hasn't checked out. I'm willing to spend, you know, 80 cents or whatever it was. And I've just kind of let it go. And I think it's, you know, to be honest with you, I'm not sure on the exact numbers, but you know, a couple, like a hundred dollars, 200, $300 a month for the remarketing. Gotcha. And in terms of uh, CPC, CPM, are you doing it on different platforms or what's your methodology behind choosing the two methods of remarketing? So you're talking about the ad roll versus Facebook or? Yeah. Or I guess, are you doing all CPM or are you all doing CPC or? Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. I'm only doing CPC because uh, I talked to a couple different people and it sounds like CPM only makes sense if you're like a really big company that's trying to do branding related stuff. 
And because truth is, if you're a smaller company, you want them to click through. You want them to get to there. You're going to get some CPM on the side anyways. You're going to get people just viewing it anyways. So why not like target the CPC? Plus the CPC, in my opinion, it's a lot easier to figure out how much money you should be spending. Yeah, because CPM is like you're putting a billboard on Sunset Boulevard and hoping people will go to your site. Right? Yeah, exactly. Where CPC, it's like, okay, I can look at my analytics. I've gotten 10 clicks. Out of those 10 people, one of them bought and they bought this much worth of stuff. Does it make sense for me to keep doing this? Gotcha. And one thing that I want to touch upon too is that how often do you change your ad copy or images? Because I think people, when they start seeing the same thing over and over again, we kind of tune things out. You know, it's since I'm still pretty new to it, I haven't yet. I spent a lot of time this summer making creatives and I'm not a graphic designer, but I plan on changing them pretty soon. So how, how often should you change them? That's, I don't know what the formula is yet, but maybe, you know, every couple of months, it depends on your audience size and a couple other things. I think that's something that if you haven't started yet, don't even worry about. Do your best to create some good good creatives. And then there'll be a point in time, at least when you're first starting out, where you're like, okay, I'm ready to make some new ones and these ones are going to be better. So I haven't hit that point yet. So I guess let's wrap up and say, if someone wants to get started with remarketing today, which one should they go with first? Because obviously you should put the pixels of all three on your site just because you never know when you're going to use it. But where would you advise people to start out with uh, today? Ad roll is pretty user-friendly. I mean, despite some of the things I said before, as far as setting it up goes, you can do that. And I believe they have people that you can chat with and you may even be able to call in if you have any concerns. They also, it comes with, I think most of these come with some free advertising. So I think it's like the first two weeks on AdRoll is free up to $50 or something of that nature. And I'd recommend that one too because it, it makes you start thinking about the creatives and the interface is just a little bit more user-friendly. And once again, the, the filters, I mean, the filters is a big thing. You want to make sure you're targeting those people. Once again, I know I've said this a thousand times, but those people that go to your last page, but don't actually go to your thank you page, you want to make sure you're doing that. And an ad roll makes that very easy. Uh, you know, you're just getting into remarketing now for a few months. Like how is the ROI that different than PPC? Are you keeping track of that or, cause I know the budget's a little bit smaller, but are the numbers, do they yield better numbers in PPC or what does it look like for you? Well, so it depends in ad roll. They also, what they do is they allow you to specify what your average conversion is worth. And that's a little hard for me because I'd rather know the exact number. So I said my average conversion is $70 and it does two things. It shows you your click through conversion ROI. So that's the people that see one of your ads, click on it and buy something. And it also shows you the view through conversion, which is people that see the ad and then go later to your website, actually type in the URL or find it through Google again and buy something. And now my ROI through view through is insanely high. I think it's like 30x. But here's the thing. How many of those people that saw my ad would have bought anyways? Now with the click through, it's a lot lower. I think it's something like 2 to 3x ROI. Yeah, because you're targeting people who are already on the checkout page that didn't finish. Yeah, well, now what I'm doing is people that have been to... Uh, I think minimum of five pages and, and haven't checked out. So the thing too for me is I do think that there is some value in doing the display advertising. So people don't forget about me. I think since we're, we are a smaller company, it's easy to forget about us. But if people are saying it on a couple different websites, it's a little bit more sticky. It's a little bit more memorable. So the ROI, it's not 
ridiculously insane. The view through ROI is pretty good, but the regular ROI is so-so. And also with Facebook, I found my average conversion costs about $5 on Facebook right now, which isn't amazing by any means, but at the same time, I'm getting likes to my page and other things. And it, it, we have enough profit margin where $5 is okay. Yeah, and that's actually not that bad if your average order is like, what, 70 or something? Or that's, yeah. Yeah, that's not average that order is 70. Like, there's so many industries that are a lot worse. And, I mean, worst case, you're breaking even, but you don't want to be there too, right? Exactly. So today's tip of the day is call out extension in AdWords. So what's this, Travis? So in AdWords, you can actually go into your individual, you know, search ads and add extensions. Now there's one extension that's called the callout extension. And the interesting thing about this is it serves no function except to make your ads bigger. So as far as I know, there's no extra charge and Google's not charging you more. And all it does is add extra space and extra text. So what you can do, for instance, let's say you have a website that sells actually anything, what you can add in that callout section is something like free shipping or fast and reliable, and it adds extra space to your ad at no additional cost. So there's no real reason not to do this. So it's like an extra line on the bottom or on the top, or where does it actually come out? I, I believe it is on the bottom. I'll have to double check that, but I'm, I'm pretty confident it's on the interesting, bottom. Interesting, Yeah, so wow, get some more juice out of your AdWord space, right? And it's called callout extensions. There's an AdWord extension. And I guess you can just Google this and find it out. All right, cool. So I guess that wraps things up. If you guys have any more questions, uh, shoot us an email or leave it in the comments section. This is episode, I believe, 127, A Basic Beginner's Guide to Remarketing. And Travis, thanks for joining us. And we'll catch up with you next week. Sounds great. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Build My Online Store podcast. If you want the show notes, make sure to check out the website at buildmyonlinestore.com. And if you got an e-commerce store, every two weeks I lead a live mastermind call with about five or six of the listeners in two separate groups where we work openly together and solve a business problem that you have. And we're all there to support each other. So if this sounds like a cup of tea, make sure to check us out at buildmyonlinestore.com slash mastermind. Thanks again for tuning in and I'll catch up with you guys next week. <laughs>